Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the July 10th edition of the Hughes Sports Podcast. I am, of course, your host, Jake Hughes. And alongside with me, in separate rooms this week, the old man, old man. How the hell are you doing? I am doing grand. That was a yeah. different opening. No, that's that's always... That's what I've been doing for like the last three months. No, no, but like usually we have ourselves talking during the opening. And this time it was just music. Oh, yeah, just music, because uh, technology and Jake got along very well today. So. Oh, is that what you were talking about? Okay. Yes, yes. Normally I there's like, a clip of something good. in there. It um, was really well done. But we have a lot to talk about. We, what do you want to talk about? I mean, there's a week in football. There was uh, a couple things. But the first thing I want to talk about, and I want to get if anyone's watching right now, as, as people are loading in, they're, they're clicking the 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 link in the CFL chatter just to see what idiotic ideas the Hughes Sports Podcast has. Um, the, the CFL Power Rankings. I've got them yeah. made. You don't know who they are this week. I haven't talked to you about a single position, about anything. And you know what? I intentionally... Could you hear that rumble? No. Oh, good. It's just so everybody knows if I go off air, it's because the house fell down in the uh, storm we're going to have here. Or, um, or he hit a button on his computer and we'll rejoin in 30 seconds. One of the, one of the two usually happens. Um, I intentionally didn't ask you um, about it this week because uh, I wanted to wait and be surprised with everybody else this week. Yes. So, um, again, if you're listening right now, comment down below. And I'll, I'll bring it up multiple times throughout the show. Comment down below where you're from and who you think the number one team is. Uh, we'll share a couple at the end of the... You can comment all you want, old man. Can, um, I, can I put, put it in the chat? Yeah, of course. Type away. Um, we'll go through a couple of the guesses right before we reveal the uh, the CFL power rankings. Um, there we go. There I think it's kind go. of fun. I, I've, I've had a lot of fun with it this the last few weeks. People uh, seem to think I take myself very seriously as a power rankings journalist. Um, well, you are like the professional power ranker of the CFL. You're like the well, official no. CFL power ranking no. of all time. Well, I mean, yes. But at the same time, <laughs> um, I just know how to use like photo editing software, like uh, like Canva. It's so completely free reason, to use. The reason Jake got to be the power ranking guy is because he, he knows how to use Canva. I yep. don't. That's literally the only reason. <laughs> and the reason I write reviews is because I know how to use Word. Not that Jake doesn't I, know how well, to use Word, but I don't know no. how to use Canva. But also not just that, you also watch 90% of the games. True enough. I am lucky if I watch 50% of the games because I am a very busy person. I'm super busy and I got so many things to do and uh, like sleep all weekend because <laughs> someone got me sick. Are you saying oh, that I got you sick? I'm saying your your road trip. You tra- you damn near killed me on the road trip. What are you talking I damn near- about? Okay, so folks, if you didn't know, you didn't see um, this past week on Wednesday, we went to AEW Dynamite. It was live in Edmonton. Sorry, this is bugging me. Keep talking. And we go up to Edmonton. We, I take the day off work. The old man takes the day off work. We go up to Edmonton and here I am naively thinking, 
We're going to wake up early. We're going to go visit my sister who just had a baby, the newest addition to the, I guess, not really Hughes family, but the extended Hughes family. Don't you'll get in trouble. <laughs> but again, naively, I thought, okay, we'll go, we'll go uh, wake up early, like six o'clock, get to where we're going by about nine or 10. Um, all right. I have an alarm set for tomorrow at 6 a.m. According to Google. Um, the, I don't know if you heard that at all. I did. Um, the, so, you know, we go to Roger's place, beautiful arena, by the way. Well, first we go to the hotel. First room. we go to, well, we get to the hotel room. We have a couple drinks while we're charging. A sketchy hotel, I might It add. was not that sketchy. If you stayed a sketchy. We won't name it. We, we won't name it, but it wasn't the nicest of hotel rooms. It was a perfectly fine hotel room. They nailed the pictures down to the wall so you couldn't steal them. It was perfectly an okay. And they did lock the laundry chute behind they the did. They door. did have it locked behind a door. You couldn't find it. That's a story for another day. Um, but yeah, so we get there and I'm like, oh shit, my phone's like only at 30%. Let me just plug it in. We'll like waste an hour before we go down and get some food because it's like two o'clock. I guess it was like noonish where we are in Edmonton and the old man pulls out a cooler and I was like, well, let's have a beer. And one beer turns to three, one and a half each, yeah, I think so. except you threw out half a beer. So really you drank one beer and I drank one and a half. No, we each had two. And then we had, I, we had the half one. I had to toss out the other one cause I didn't like it. No, it was, I know it's alcohol. We only had, we, there was only the three beers that we drank. We only had the small okay. little cups. Yeah. Um, and then, so then we go out, we go grab a bite to eat and we keep drinking because it's a vacation day. Might as well. Then we get to Roger's place. Beautiful, beautiful arena. Go take our seats. We're 10 rows back from dead center of the ring. Perfect seats. Amazing show. They made it way too easy for the bar to be like 10 steps away. So during commercial breaks, you could go grab a beer. And we did. And we did. Oh, we took full advantage of, of that bar there. So did a lot of people. I was surprised at how many people were drinking as heavily as oh, we were. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. So then afterwards, the they're attached to Roger's uh, Center, Roger's Place, whatever it is. There, yeah. Roger's Place. There's a yeah. there's a casino. So we're like, all right, let, we'll, like, we'll go back to the casino. That's where we started when we got down there because we were there way too early. There's a restaurant in there. Had a couple drinks and Made some friends from Fort McMurray. <laughs> Don't remember what their names are. So if you're watching, I apologize. Really nice guys. Really though. nice guys. Don't know their names. And they were going to, yeah, no. and I quote, a Cougar karaoke bar. <laughs> and now when I say I'm the youngest person there, probably like not at the bar, just in this group of five guys, I'm the youngest by probably about five to seven years. Oh yeah, you're probably a decade. Yeah, they're probably so. Like, if older. these guys are calling these, we're going to a cougar karaoke bar. I'm like, oh god, here we go. Jake's expecting sixty year olds. Uh, it was. I was not expecting a good time. <laughs> it was a great time though. It like it, I don't know why they was called a cougar bar for any reason because there was people from like eighteen year olds to fifty plus, sixty plus. But it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And then all of a sudden it was three o'clock in the morning and we were still drinking. Was, and whose yeah. whose idea was it to go with these guys to go to the, the cougar bar? Was it mine or was it yours? 
on grounds that might incriminate me, I refuse to answer. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. So you tried to kill me because I already couldn't speak. Then we went to a show where I screamed for two and a half hours, three hours. Then I come back and the, the doctor looks at my throat and is like, yeah, you got strep throat. I don't think you have strep throat because my throat is really sore. So I went and got tested and I don't have strep. So I don't think you have I don't think they strep. tested you for strep. I think they tested you for something else. No, it's a, it were like the test. I saw the test thing. It said strep A. I don't know because takes mine takes like mine takes like five days to get results back and yours was instant. Well, because mine's better. Anyway. Again. They didn't come here to listen to your drunken stories. I, of course they did. That's it's my show. They come to hear my stories. Um <laughs> little bit of connection news to talk to you. What? Did you say it again? Do you, I have I have receipts this time. <laughs> A little bit of hockey news to talk about before we jump into the CFL Week 5 uh, uh, review and a little rant I have uh, prepared in my brain. Um, Elaine Vigneault, oh, Coach God. V, uh, reti- officially retires with a insane career total wins of 722 wins or total career record of 722 wins, 489 losses, 35 ties, and 117 overtime losses. Oh, I was trying to think what the 117 was. You had me on that one. Um, yeah, so it's confusing because he was, he's was he been coaching so long. It, it didn't dawn on me that he'd been coaching that long, but he was coaching around when ties were still a thing. Ties are no longer a thing in the NHL. Are they? No. Haven't been since 2000, the lockout, 2005. You can't have a tie in hockey anymore. I'll have to. I'll have to watch that now. I've. Ne- I never even thought about because it because you have the shootout. You go to the shootout. Oh, you're talking about. He's thinking football. He's so in the football mode. He was thinking football. I'm thinking coaches with ties. <laughs> Uh, so if you didn't hear that because his voice broke because he's laughing so hard, he thought coaches with ties and is as in a necktie. <laughs> I was like, since when no coaches wear ties? Um, okay, probably and arguably, and I would argue this fact: the greatest Canucks coach. He coached from 2006 yeah, to I mean, 2013. The only one people can bring up would be, um, oh, I lost. Roger Nielsen. Nope. No, that was, people could say that, and I would argue against that wholeheartedly. His team was not supposed to make a run. His te- they got lucky. Um, Iron well, Mike. He, as far as good coaches, I mean, he rev, 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 revelationized the, the, the game, easy for me to say, um, with video. And they called him Captain Video. He was the first coach to to create the video room. I don't disagree with that, but if you look at... And, and, what else is he famous for? Um, surrendering to um, the referees after Tiger Williams got a penalty. So, peeps, 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 peeps. When you hear people tell you, oh, we started this white flag thing, or we started this white flag thing, you can look them in the eye and you can say, Vancouver hasn't done a whole lot in this damn league, but that's the one thing we have our that we can hang our hats on is we invented the white towel. 
we did tied it to a stick yeah. to surrender to the referees. And then without yeah. his knowledge, um, staff members put white towels on the um, bench behind the cameras. It was not the entire arena. It was just a bench behind the cameras behind him. And then the game after that, the entire stadium had them because people started whipping them around. Well, what had happened is a guy, an uh, entrepreneur named Butts Durow, um got the idea of <laughs> putting the Canucks logo and the, uh, I think it was the Rangers we were playing. It was New York. Yep. And they, he put uh, their wait, logos on 90, 94 or? Islanders. Islanders. 94. Uh, no, 94 was Rangers. Nielsen or was it 84? 80. Whatever that was, they put the two logos on the towels and he sold them for a dollar outside the rink. Oh, and I didn't know that. Literally everybody bought one. That's and he wild. made a fortune. That's wild. Like true story. Anyway. We're just it, way off the rails tonight. I mean, not really, because that, that goes in line with like you got um Nelson, you've got Vigneault, and you've got uh Iron Mike. Yeah, okay. Or, I'll go with those. Two. Or Pat, uh, sorry, not Iron Mike. Uh, Pat Quinn. Pat Quinn. Okay, I was gonna say top three. Yeah, I would put those in the top three. Is Coach V above Quinn? I don't know. I think I. I mean, he coached a team from 2006 to 2013, missed the playoffs so once. He, in that yeah. in that stretch, not only did he only miss the playoffs once, only in one season. Did the Canucks not finish first in the division? They were so good, eh? Like, do you remember that? Do you remember the joy? No. Do you remember the hatred? Do you remember the absolute? Oh, we were the we were the hated we were the most hatred? hated team in the NHL. Oh, because nobody hates the loser; they're no. the happy losers. Again, what? There's no no one hates us now. It's been ten years of mediocrity. Exactly. But go back ten years, like, and and I. Boston. People hate Boston now because they're that good. And it, it pains me to say that because yes. that could have been us. And instead we went in a completely different direction. And I mean, we, we hated Boston for all kinds of different reasons, but I mean, for mainly 2010, 2011. Yes. Like that's really like, people are like, Oh, you, Vancouver just hates Boston. No, we really don't care about Boston. Um, You have a visitor in your room. <laughs> It's not a ghost, people. That's the oh, other half. You got two. You got two visitors in your room. Do I got two visitors? Yeah, I Where saw them they? both. There they are. We can only see one. But in my opinion, Elaine Vigneault retiring after a total of uh, from ninety-seven to twenty twenty-two coaching, and a few gaps here and there, but really nothing too notable. Yeah. Exactly. One of the one of the best coaches and one of the most winningest coaches, just looking like where he's finished and made the playoffs. Whether it be in Vancouver, Montreal, New York, or Philly, he he's had playoff success. Um, yeah, let's do this now. Uh, check in to HughesSports.ca. Um, I just posted an article earlier today, um, a way too early prediction of what the opening night roster might look like. Opening uh, lineup. And I say way too early oh, because I, I, I saw the title. I didn't read it yet. Um, yeah, way, way too early. And many people on uh, on Facebook have been kind to me. Have been like, "It's way too early to do this." I'm like, "That's why it's called a way too early look." 
Like it's where we're in the middle of it is. We're in the middle of July and it's we have no hockey news, so I decided to make hockey news. Um, nothing too crazy in there. I think a couple things that would uh, shock some people, but go take a look tomorrow. There will be the recap of week five and a review look ahead to week six in the CFL written by the old man. Should be good. I think so. I read through it a little bit. Um, you correct, Brandon. Brandon. I just looked at my phone. It's like, why is he calling me? I'm doing a podcast. Doesn't answer his calls since he's doing the podcast. Yes, Brandon. Thanks for pointing that out, my friend. Guy's a genius. Um, At least you didn't wake. He uh, he didn't wake you up like you woke him up. He claims he wasn't sleeping. Okay. Um, now let's jump into the week that was in the CFL. I'm going to lean heavily on you because I watched one and a half of these games. I watched them all, most of them all. So let's start on if Thursday night. If I wasn't night. watching, I was listening. Thursday night, the Elks in Saskatchewan decided to play a game of how many rouges can you score in a football game and still somehow end up with a football score. The Elks lose in heartbreaking defeat because of just stupidity. It's the okay. only word I can use. Like First, let's make people understand. Wait, 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 wait. To the Saskatchewan by a score of eleven to twelve. There you go. Now, now you have the floor. You have to fi- you have to finish the score line before you get into the what happened in the game. But we have to explain what a rouge is, because I did some research. Because it's been bugging me. Oh, Why okay. do they call it a rouge, Jake? Um, because it is, I believe, and I could be very wrong on this. It is a rugby term. Um, and a rouge is when no. you kick. Are you sure about that? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did research. There's okay. numerous different thoughts on what it is. They call it a rouge. The one that's prevalent that has seems to have legs is they used to use a red light to signal that the um, receiver in the end zone went out of bounds and it was a red light. Or it was still in the inbounds and it was a red light. Um, so that's, and rouge is French for red. So they figured that's where it came from. But anyways, for Americans, if the ball goes into the end zone and you pick it up and take a knee, that's a single point. I wish I could say this was the first time I've ever seen this happen, but it's not. Now, who do you blame, Jake? Do you blame the player or do you blame the special teams coach who didn't tell the player or wasn't in the player's ear? Both. As a player, you need to know the rules. Don't get me wrong. I understand it's his, it's his first season, first game in the CFL. I don't care. If I go, if I was to go down and play in the NFL and I didn't know that I needed two feet in to make a catch and I made a catch and I only had one foot in and then I argue that it should be a catch, I'm an idiot. The coach should be the one yelling at my ear the entire time in practice, every single chance. Hey, if we're saying this, this means this. Now, it's uh, what? how much time left on the clock? A minute and something left on the clock. The special teams is getting ready out in the field. Would you not think the coach of that special teams would be grabbing the returners and saying, if this ball 
ends up in the uh, end zone, what do you do? You kick it. You kick it out because you don't want to concede that single point. I would just say, if you have, to me, it's you have two options if the ball goes into the end zone. One, you kick it out. Problem with that is there's a chance that they return it or they kick it again and, and it goes through. Two, if I'm correct on this, he had an opportunity to just run it out to the one yard line and step out of bounds. That's all he, you needed to do. He stepped aside and let it roll into the end zone. Like he could have stopped it on the four yard line, five yard line. Like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Like Jake said, you're a rookie. You're an American. I don't give a flying fuckles. You're playing a Canadian game. Know the damn rules before you play the game. It's. I made a reference. I was on the Rod Peterson show as a guest host today, guest co-host, and I made a reference and I said it's not elk season this year. Making a reference to hunting, but nobody got it. So now I have to explain that because nobody understood it. Like it's there's just but no. There's no like there's there's you have no nothing. Like there's not a nothing. Your coach got a penalty for being on the field. Now let's now let's talk about that because I heard I heard your 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 conversation with Rod Peterson this morning. Clearly, he has an issue with uh, one Wally Buono. Oh, you think? Um, you think I have an issue with Mister Wally Buono? I, I all I all I know is from what I hear from him on his show. Him and Wally didn't get along when uh, Rod was um, voice of the Riders. Probably because Wally was never a rider guy. Well, yeah, and, and they, they were the enemy coming into town. 100%. I get that. And Rod stirred the shit up. That was his job. 100%. He, I mean, he, for all, in, not, not even for all, he was a propaganda machine for the Rough Riders. Who came up Just with... Just like every play-by-play is. Who came up with um, Canada's team, Rod Peterson? Yeah. Whose idea was it to put billboards up in the opposing team's cities? Rod Peterson. Like Rod was, or and still is, a marketing genius. I hope he's not yeah. watching because if he heard that, he's I, <laughs> never going to let him live that one down. But he's really extremely smart when it comes to this stuff. So Wally didn't like him. Of course, Wally didn't. They got along afterwards. They met again and they got along. But he, anyway, yeah. <laughs> but this is a rule that it just makes no sense to me. Like. Not, the, the rule doesn't make no sense to me. How does a coach who's been in the league as long as Chris Jones is has absentmindedly during a play walk into the middle, like walk towards the field? Well, if you watched, did you watch the game? No, I'll, I just, okay. I heard about it and I, so, I... He didn't move. He was standing on the white line. He was on the white line, not in front of play. it, not behind it. He has to be one yard behind it, as you know. Yes. So he's yes. standing on the white line, and I'm going to get up and do this. He's standing like this, and the referee comes and whack! <laughs> and it, it was like, I think the ref him more than once during the game and said, you got to back up. You, I can tell you for a fact, the referee warned him probably half a dozen times. 
And because the referee, he ran into him and added him, he's grabbing his flag. <laughs> and I was like, you dumb. It's like, and the Elks have more trouble than just on the field. It's a how, culture thing. It's. How, and like, we're, we're now sitting Monday evening. How has there not been a press release saying coach has been fired? The coach has decided to move up to GM and walk away from the coaching position. How has there not been a press release from the, from the Elks head uh, front office coming to something saying, look, we know this looks really bad. We're the only 0-5 team. We're the only team to not have a win at all this year. And we're just going to stay quiet and we're going to have terrible penalties. We're going to lose on the worst way you could possibly lose a football game by not knowing the rules. And like I say, I know the ref warns Chris Jones. I don't know who the, the, the official was who threw the flag. Yeah. But I know for a fact that every single game, that I officiate at the at the uh, amateur level, it's seven to ten times a game that I'm looking at the official or the coach or the other players or someone on the sideline saying, "Guys, give us give us a yard. We need a yard. Give us a yard." And they're don't get me wrong, they're usually pretty good. Yeah, no worries. Give us a yard. and then eventually everyone moves forward again, and you got to remind them. It's now it's part of, it happens, but. I get it. You're in the game. You're, you've are you been warned that many times. you got to know that the guy's been like, hey, this is your last warning. I have to throw a flag on this. Because that would be the conversation I like. And, I, and I'm saying it. This is the conversation I would have with a coach. Be like, coach, I get it. You're in the game. you got to take one big step back. Next time you're there, I have to throw the flag. It's pretty simple. I mean, it's just. And when you look at the whole team, you, you've got to look at it. It's a trickle down effect from the bottom. It's dysfunctional. It's not working the way they're doing it. Now, having said that, in game season, they're 0-5. I remember in 0-5. You brought this up last time. 2011. That team team was playing in games that were 11-12, to where they would kick that ball out of the end zone. The other team would pick it up, kick it back. We'd kick it back. And then on a third kick, it would go through the end zone. There's nothing well, you can do to defend that. And a there's, lot there's a of, difference between a, a, a structured loss and whatever the hell's going on in the Elks outfit right now. The biggest difference between the BC Lions 0 and 5 and the S almost S the Elks 0 and 5. I almost did it. Um one BC was losing, like you said, by one point, but it would be Literally 32 to 31, 45 to 44. Like they were high scoring games. Where what did they, what or did the they Lions have? would lose on a last second Hail Mary or something. Well, because we had we had the we had that quarterback. We had Lule, right? Yep. The Alchemos. That's <laughs> Brandon. Brandon Ulrich the just renamed, renamed Edmonton's teams to the Alchemos. I like it. Um, Maybe they'll have some more Lule. success after this. What's that? Maybe they'll have more success after this name change. When you look at Edmonton, has it been at like five different starting quarterbacks almost? It seems like every game there's a new freaking quarterback. They need to pick one and go and run with them. Because all of these quarterbacks they have, except for I think Trey Ford, is young. Yes. And I mean, Trey Ford, in my opinion, should be starting against the the Thai Cats on Thursday. Like, 
you have to you have to do something. Again, if you're not going to fire your coach, if you're not going to fire your offensive coordinator, you have to do something to show the team and everyone that you're willing to make changes. I guess the question is going to come down to who's willing to fall on their sword because somebody's going to fall on the sword. Well, it's not Chris Jones. Jones, he would have already. Is it Giroy? Are they going to are they going to send yeah. Giroy out to slaughter? Are they going to fire um what's his, the the McAdoo, the offensive coordinator? Like if Chris Jones was going to fall on the sword, he would he would have already. He's not he's not yes. he's not going to fire his friends, clearly. Nope. Because and we listened to the Edmonton uh, broadcast on the way um, home from uh, from uh, Lloyd, and they were preaching that this is a boring team. This team doesn't even seem to be trying. I would go as far as to say is I would love to have been a fly on the wall in the office on Monday morning or Friday morning because this game was Thursday and heard the. Poop hit the walls because as a radio announcer, TV's different. As a radio announcer, you're working for the team. And at no time are you supposed to dish on the team. That's one of the things. Um, I don't think they were dishing on the team. Like they were just... Well, they were. They were commenting on things. Why are you throwing a two-yard pass on second and 10? They shouldn't... They. I don't say it's... I'm not saying it's wrong to make those comments i think they should be allowed to because they're supposed to be reporters but they're not allowed to they're owned by the team as brandon alger says maybe this is like how the oilers rebuild just give it 15 years yeah, i mean if exactly. you stuck long enough in the nhl eventually you're going to get a um a superstar that's how the, the league is designed yes that's not how the league's designed in the cfl I'm sorry, nope. Chris Jones, he might have been one of the greatest coaches. He's missing something. Uh, yeah. Because um, I can see something's missing. You can see something's missing. Rod Peterson's talked about how something's missing. The TSN broadcast booth is talking about it. The, the panel at the halftime is talking about it. Everybody is talking about it except... The Edmonton Elks head office. They're just not talking. I mean, smart on them. If you don't talk, you can't you can't say anything stupid. Well, and at, what, at this point, um, what do you what do they say? I mean, they're what do you say? It's like, oops, we're sorry. We're going to try to do better. Hey, we ha- we came out. We thought we had a really good team and a really good plan. Unfortunately, it didn't go the way we thought. We're evaluating all of our options, and we'll have an answer for our fans by this time. And that has to come right from the top. That has, that has to, to come from the owner. That has to come from... Chew. What's his name? Chu. Chu. He, he, he should, whether it's a press conference, if he's not comfortable in front of the camera, a press release, put out something. Something. I agree. Hell, make a tweet. That's the way things are done now. Or threads. Or threads. threads are, you know, one of the two. Also, okay, I need to, we need to go off on one slight tangent here. One slight okay. tangent. I have two Instagram accounts. I have my personal account, and then I have the Hugh Sports Podcast account, which I'm terrible for posting on. I don't post on Instagram to begin with. However, when you create a Threads account, you can log in with your Instagram account. So I signed up with Threads, blah, blah, blah. I signed up for my personal account. Cool. All right. It's like Twitter, but, you know, not Twitter, and uh, Zuckerberg owns all my data. Whatever. 
Um, then I was like, oh, I'll make a Hugh Sports one, Hugh Sports Threads account. If there's anyone out there who can understand how you can make a second account on Threads without having to completely log yourself out and log yourself back in, please let me know. Because you can do it with Instagram, you can do it with Twitter, you can do it with Facebook, but Threads, whoa, whoa, can't do it. Too funny. I um, tried to do the same thing for my other my other life, and I said, "Screw it!" Now I'm just Kevin the Medium on Threads. So yeah. if you want to if you want to look me up on Threads, check out Kevin the Medium, or you can check out at J Streams, J E H Streams. I'm there. Um, there you go. Friday night, we had a very interesting game. Stamps walk into Winnipeg and get a bit of a thwomping of 24 to 11. I saw, and I can tell you this honestly, I saw 0% of this game. I was dying in bed because um, someone tried to kill me for a week straight. I saw this game and I, we were texting back and forth, were we not at times during this game? Uh, probably. Honestly, and I can say I was so out of it this, this weekend that I could have seen half of this game and I don't remember I think, it. I think you watched the first part of it. Because um, the stamps went up eleven to one, and I was like, "Woohoo, let's go stamps!" No, I did not. See they looked. They not that they looked that good. It was just Winnipeg was dead. They were like came out just flatter than flat again. Smurf Mafia is going to get really mad at me, so be careful, Jake. But you, they might put out. You said I the might magic get word. Muted on. Did you know that you can buy a Smurf Mafia hoodie? Can you? Where can you buy that? Jake? You can buy it at uh, Etsy.com. You can search Smurf Mafia. It'll pop up. Um, Do you have a picture of that that we can pop uh, up? That would have been screen? really smart of me to have a picture of that ready to go. Um, seeing as you said the magic word, but, oh. uh, you know. You look, I talk. Yep. Um, so, like I say, they came out really flat. Winnipeg um, scored one point in the first half. Um and actually, no, it, by the end of the half, it, end of the first half, it was tied at 11-11. Not showing by any stretch on beams. And then uh, Winnipeg scored um, 13 points unanswered by the Stamps. To be honest, it was a boring, boring game. Um, it was funny because I went on um, our famous Facebook group, CFL Chatter, where they've made us famous. We didn't try. They just love us over there. They and, do. They really do. And made a comment how Winnipeg squeaked another one out. And people lost their crap on me. The mafia put out Hitman on me. It was like, what the hell? And I, I was barely even commenting back. Comment back. And they wouldn't let me. They muted me. There's the Smurf Mafia. How Smurf many? You can also get it as a sticker. About that, you can uh, Smurf Mafia uh, running wild since 2019. You can also um, get a little sticker that says the exact same thing if you'd like, rather than buying a full hoodie. You can put it on your car. You can put it on anything really. Your little bong set, your uh, your grinder, your your PlayStation, your computer, like whatever you sticker bomb. When you sit in your mama's basement smoking the big bong, you can have Smurf Mafia. Uh, where it's can true. they get them? Where can they get those items, Jake? I already told you. If you go to Etsy.com and type in Smurf Mafia, Smurf Space Mafia, first two results. There the, you uh, go. The hoodie itself is $35.99, $36. And the stickers are $2 each. Don't buy the stickers. They're very expensive. Buy the hoodie. It makes more sense. 
and you get to support this great podcast of ours. And we will, as we keep moving here, we will be putting out more and more merchandise. Yes, um, I want to come up with an uh, an entire line called the Irrational Fan line of gear. He um, came up with a Calgary one, but we had to, we kiboshed it. We I, being, I don't think we would get it. It's, it's not a jacket. It's a hoodie. You can't use that logo. Sure it, you can. It's not even that logo. It's that. Thing. You sure want to talk can. about Smurf Mafia putting a hit hit on you? All right. Well, These we'll folks move will on. really put a hit on you. <laughs> I've, I've met some members. They've been pretty nice to me. So anyways, they are, it was a boring game. Um, it was a typical Winnipeg game. The, this last five games that they played, four games that they played. Boring, boring football. Um, so yeah, they won. Woohoo. Move on. Next. Uh, next, we have the Ottawa Redblacks walking in to Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton and losing by a score of 21 to 13. There was a lot of hype around this game because um, Jeremiah Masoli was making his return 365 days exactly after that slime ball rider took him out of play. With a late freaking hit, and I wish that kid could ne- would never play another d- down of football because he doesn't deserve to. I'm not, I won't even mention his hit in my article. I won't mention it online. Is he still in the league? He's playing, he's playing down in the state somewhere. USFL, FFL, WWF, I don't know. Um, anyways, so in this midway through the second quarter, Mazzoli drops back and does kind of a rollout and instantly drops um, to his butt, grabbing his leg. Um, It was one of those moments when you're watching sports where you just go, no. Not that I'm a huge Ottawa fan or a big Ticats fan, but I am a huge CFL fan and I'm a big Mazzoli fan. I think he's could be one of the better quarterbacks in the league. If his body held up, he could. Oh, sorry. I just pulled it up because I never saw it. Oh, instantly I would have t- been able to tell you what that was. Yeah. And what and was it, it? It came out today, uh, six hours ago, just around my lunchtime. Uh, ruptured Achilles. He is done for the season. And so... You can see it. You can what watch it? it. TSN has has it up on uh, on their site, but he. You can tell he goes to step back, and his entire foot just gives out. N- nobody. There was no contact. It was a non-contact no. injury. It was just. And those just one the, of those freak things. Those are the worst because you, and, if your body fails like that, it's done. Well, and it's the opposite leg of the one he originally hurt. So, and that's I know from having a really bad knee injury that you baby that leg and you put more weight on your other leg. And obviously he twisted and he was, I wouldn't say he's babying the leg because he's a professional athlete, but he's putting more, yeah, he's protecting his bad leg. And unfortunately his good leg just popped and damn, out for the season, a huge blow to Ottawa. Uh, They're bringing in three new quarterbacks this week. Um, I saw that. I don't know. I I like Crum. I thought Crum came in um, for his first time in the CFL, and he didn't do horrible. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Ticats get their first win. Full marks to the Ticats. 
again, it wasn't an exciting game. It was a, it was an okay game, but it wasn't like I'm jumping out of my seat. Exciting well, game. And I'm finding that with a lot of the games this year that I've watched is that, and maybe it's just like, again, I, I took a, I took a long stint away from football where I'd watch the games occasionally when I could catch them. But yeah. um, the excitement, like the, what used to be what I would think excitement for the CFL is just not, not there anymore. You don't have the, the Travis Lule type arms, the um, uh, Darian Durant, Western Dressler connections where you'd get five or six, 30, 30 to 50 yard plays a game. They were talking well, about it on uh, the game uh, last night between BC and the Alouettes. Um, Cody Vajardo has the most 30 plus yards and it's only like six. Yeah. I, I think a big issue this year with the CFL is offensive lines aren't what they used to be. I know. Um, they're not, I mean, you look, the sacks are up by, or is it the uh, defense is that much better? The, sacks think, are up over over 11 Let me finish. Yep. The sacks are up over 11%. Um, so there's one of two things is happening. Defensive um, ends, the safety or the end rushes are better, quicker, and the O-line hasn't kept up. I think it's play calling. I'll probably take a lot of shit for this. I think it's 100% the play calling from the defensive side. You're seeing a lot more different looks and exploiting specific weaknesses in the O-line. You didn't see, I don't think you saw that five, six years ago. When uh, Brent Johnson was around, he yes. had two moves. He'd come around the outside of you and beat you because he was faster and swim underneath you. Or he'd fake that move and cut underneath, rip your arms up, and get to the quarterback before you could Or there was three. Or he would just run your ass over. Yeah, and yeah, that's always that's always the third option. But looking at you know, Nets, you got a good point there because watching, I don't know if it was a BC game or if it was the Saskatchewan last night they, game. Last night they, um, Rod, I think it was Rod Black, really keyed in on it, where multiple sacks on both sides, where they were twisting and they delay, and that's where they're getting their coverage messed up. Well, and. On this one think, particular play, it didn't look like there was look like one one defensive lineman, and then everybody else was standing three feet back. And I was like, "Is that even legal?" It was really a weird line. I don't know. It was one of those. This is weird. But again, if you think about it, it makes sense with the how mobile quarterbacks are. Okay, we don't rush you. Sit in the pocket all day. I guarantee you, my uh, DBs are better than your receivers. That's the bet you're making. Yeah. My my uh, my linebackers are going to drop back into coverage. Everyone's going to stay back in coverage. And my linemen, my four linemen, I'm going to rush one, keep one in the middle in case you decide to pop through the middle, and keep two on the contain. Now try to run the ball if you're if you're a fast quarterback. You can't. True. You, you've got you're, you. I think and and it's been something that's just been in my brain a little bit that the play calling for the defense has changed and has modified to the CFL game because we're getting a lot of former CFL players actually calling the plays now. True. Like True if that. you look like, and I'm not tooting the horn of BC, but if you look at BC's uh, when I would say they're next closest to this year's defense 
Mark Washington, you've got Ryan Phillips, you've got um, Davis Sanchez, who's up in the up on the panel now. That's three off the top of my head that are calling yeah. plays or, or explaining them because they had that high level of understanding. And none of those guys are Canadian. They're all American. Makes sense. They've adapted. American coaches used to come up here and say, oh, we can run this type of defense. No, because a Canadian QB or a Canadian, a CFL trained QB will pick you apart. Yeah, yeah Because the defense have caught up and the offensive coordinators haven't. It's, it's. Well, something's happening because when you're up 11, when your sacks are up 11%. It, um, now, is that like 11% after week five or what, what like at the same point? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So we've have all kinds of new people just joining us. So I just want to plop this up there. Yes. Jake is going to reveal his CFL power ranking. So I want to see who can figure out who Jake is going to put in first. And then, so you can put Jake and then who, and then you can put yourself and who you think should be first. We'll reveal it before the end of the show. So then the next 15, 20 minutes. Um, but in the meantime... Comment down below. Uh, you can comment on live YouTube and let us know what you think. And if you're watching this back recorded, please do still leave a comment. Come on to the um, YouTube video or tweet at us. Um, we are on Twitter at HSP underscore pod or go to our Facebook and add us. Tell us who you think the predictions are. Um, if you get it right on the nose, I might su suspect that you listen to the show and that put your your uh, thing in. But that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> That would be um, a brand. That would be a Brandon thing to that do. That would be a Brandon thing to do, and I know he's watching live, so he can't use that. Yeah. Um, and then we go into the last game of the week. The real game. Yellowets come into BC Play Stadium, and in a very weird game, and that's the only way I can really describe it. The the Alouettes lose by a score of thirty five to nineteen. Um, I've never seen so many mishaps happen in one game. From a play where you're just trying to kill time to fumbling the ball to a blocked field goal and a blocked punts in the same the span of five minutes. Well, wasn't it the same series? It literally you they blocked blocked field goal that following series blocked punt returned for a touchdown. Yes. Yeah, or vice versa, vice versa. Blocked punts. And then it was a blocked field goal. Yeah. For a so it was they uh, Elowets blocked a punt f uh, BC on yeah. BC. Took the ball over, drove it down the field. BC um, on that same series held them and then blocked the field goal. It bounced into the air off a guy's hands. Somebody right else caught it and ran it into the end zone. Wow. It's amazing. The, the the yeah the amount of things a, a a miffed punt which I haven't seen in years that the commentators and I I think these commentators are probably the best they've had in a long time at TSN tried to blame it on the open roof now if you watch that replay and I, I urge you to there's not a lick of sunlight on the guy's face nothing could be distracting him from that that was just a mistimed a misjudged ball. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I'm gonna disagree with you. Not that I do that very often in the podcast, but um, if this is the best TSN has, these guys were horrible, this Jake. The, this... They were missed calls. They were calling things that weren't right. 
they they actually said at one time the L's quarterback uh, Fajardo uh, was his first incompletion yet. Five series before he th- he threw one out of bounds. Not true because, and I went back and watched it, and I sent you a text message about this. There was a penalty on that play. That play never happens. Oh, okay. So they that's don't happen on I, plays that have penalties. But they still weren't good. I didn't like them. I think again next like it was. Um, it wasn't Ferguson. No, it was the other uh, the other new guy, and I say new Nielsen? guy. He's been around for like three or four years. Nielsen, I think um, his name was. Or I don't know. So, yeah. To me, it's Ferguson. This guy, and then ever like a gap, and everyone else in the CFL broadcasting, and that needs to change if you're trying to bring in an audience, especially because you're using the CBS broadcast or using the TSN broadcast down in CBS Sports Network. Lots of good play-by-play callers out there. I heard one this weekend calling flag football. But let's talk about the BC Lions and Alouettes game. So this was going to be Vernon Adams' bounce back game. This was the well, whole intention of this game. Well, and to really see where his mind was at, because we've talked about it before, quarterback is a very mental ge- position. And yes. he was either going to come out and throw an interception on the first or second play of the game, or he was going to not do that. So he came out on the second play of the game, and not only was he, did he throw an interception, it was a pick six. Uh, luckily... Being the CFL, there was a flag. Now, I've seen a lot of controversy about this flag, and I want your opinion because you're biased because it really helped the the BC Lions. Was that pass interference? As a BC Lions, to the letter of the rule... It was illegal contact of a receiver. Correct. It wasn't pass interference. That wasn't the call. Pass interference, the ball has to be thrown to you. This was in the middle of the field. No, no. What are you talking about? Don't just go on to go on to Facebook and Twitter. That that was pass interference. It was a to- terrible call. It was illegal contact of a receiver. You cannot make contact with a receiver after the five yard from the line of scrimmage. He was 15 yards from the line of scrimmage and he bumped into him that's a contact i don't know how you look at it was it was it um inconsequential yeah was it did but, it have anything to do with the play no but but how many holding calls are get, get called it's still a penalty if um if i'm speeding and don't cause an accident is it, is still, it should, still it, should it be a should it be a against the law it was a penalty, no doubt about it. What I really liked is that could have really that would have shaken a lot of rookie quarterbacks. A lot of quarterbacks that would have shook them to the core. I think now, and I'm going to give Vernon Adams 100. percent He's but he's not a rookie. He's no, that's that's what I mean. But the time to review also allowed him to compose himself. And I don't know if you saw that's what he was doing the entire time. He was composing himself because. Seeing the replay, he, he they had to have been in, in his ear right away. Hey, that's a penalty. You're going to be back out there. Get your poop in a pile. And he's a very much a God guy. I don't know if you know know that. He's uh, very, I mean, uh, very religious. And yep. um, he said he went and he prayed, got his emotions under control, 
and said, give me one more opportunity. And guess what? He took full advantage of that opportunity that God gave him. And holy crack and moly, did he put on a performance. I really liked the way he came out. And um, like I say, it could have been a disaster. It could have been, uh-oh, he's being pulled after the first quarter. But no, um, went on to well, win 35-19 and really showed the BC Lions are the team in the West. Well, and I mean, not just proved that. I mean, I think they proved that a couple weeks ago, uh, contrary to a lot of people's belief, and have continued to prove that every single game. Except but, for that Toronto game. No, the Toronto game. And I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, they 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 sucked. They didn't show up. No, they didn't show up. But you know what also happened? Toronto fucking picked our defense apart and is the oh, yeah. only team to be able to do so yet, so far. Vernon and, Adams I mean, game... We still had over 400, almost 500 yards in total offense in that game. 488. And again, and we talked about it at the time, Vernon Adams tried to make up for his mistakes by going for that long ball. Yes. It didn't, it didn't work. Yeah. And the more mistakes he made, or the more he tried to make up for those mistakes, the more mistakes he made. And the more mistakes he made, the more he tried to make up for those mistakes. And it's a circle. It's a cycle that a lot of pro athletes get into. Yes. Like look at, I mean, I, I, I know we're not huge basketball fans. But look at the momentum in a in a basketball game. The oh. final score will be ninety eight to ninety nine, but at one point in the game, one team will have a twenty point lead advantage. Yeah, and then right? all their shooters all their shooters will go cold. Yeah, and you'll see what they do after like a, a foul or a timeout. One of the players who have gone cold will take a, a just a, a shot. Yeah, and a lot of the time, the opposing team will stop that shot because it's it's a heat check to see if if the ball is bouncing your way or not. Yes, I agree. Um, BC made sure that that ball fell their way this this game. How about our new running back? Let's talk about Sean Shivers. 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 You you did this. Shivers. You did this on the the Rod Peterson show. Shivers. And I, I corrected Rod, corrected and then I said Shivers again. Yes. And going back because it's Roy Shivers. CFL great, but carry on. Um, I would hate to meet this guy. I would love to meet this guy at a club. I'd also hate to be on the like for to be that guy who like rubs him the wrong way at the club. Oh my god, he is hilarious. I swear, if you were told him, "Hey, you're gonna play football today," he'd be like, "Let's go." We want you to run around the edges. He'd be like, "No, no, 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 no. I'm running through these people." Now you no, got to. No, re- but you're five. You're five eight, five and seven. One hundred five you're, you're seven. One hundred nine. On on cleats, on cleats. He's five eight, and one hundred ninety pounds. And he's not fat. He's ripped. Yes. And this little motherfucker <laughs> just ran through the defense. There was one player on the L's. He, he had the long hair. Talk about getting under someone's skin. Oh. <laughs> He was, he was so in this guy's head that every time the guy was like, he was going off the field going, you're a midget, you're a midget. Are we and even the, even the TSN commentators were like, yeah, like that's the first time he's heard that before. Like, oh, yeah, let's not, going... let's not rile this kid up anymore. And then for him to have that huge run. So fourth quarter, he breaks through again. This play was literally designed to just eat up some time and get the first down. Yep. And he breaks through, I think, two or three tackles. At least. 
And then all of a sudden he's carrying the ball like a, like a loaf of bread and every single football coach and every single former player and everyone who's watched football was like, Oh no, we know what's happening. Including his mom. (laughs) I love that comment. But as he's running, he gets down to the five yard line and props to the defender for Montreal who didn't give up because he caught up and did exactly what you're told as a football player. Don't give up. You get your first arm in so you can take him down. And that second ball, second hand, you come in and whack that ball. Yes. And knock that ball like 15 yards into the field, which shocked me. All of a sudden, the ball was flying across the way. I was yelling. I was, <laughs> I can't say what I was yelling, but I was yelling. And then I was like, oh, no. I loved his um, interview with Farhan Lalji after the game. And yeah. Farhan has got to be the best sideline reporter out there because he doesn't care. He'll ask any question at any time. And he said, so we need to talk about the fumble. And the kid looks at him and goes, mama is going to be so mad at me about that. <laughs> he has a real American accent and I just lost it. it- it was the funniest comment I've seen from any football player or, for a matter of fact, any pro sports player. What happened with that? Oh, my mama, she's going to kick my ass. Um, yeah, just a wild, and again, a wild game because... Entertaining. I wouldn't even call it entertaining. I, I If I'm Montreal, if uh, yeah, if I'm Montreal... That one guy on punt returns should be never allowed to touch a field again. Number one. Six penalties. Number one and number 20. Six penalties on the punt return. And all of them were stupid penalties. Illegal blocks. Every freaking penalty. It seemed like every time BC kicked the ball, they were getting a 10 or 15 yard penalty. Well, and against Montreal, it was insane. And when your team is down, when your team is close, okay, that happens. It happens. You're, you're fighting for field position It whatever, when your team's down, you got to be extra careful when you've already been called on it twice. Like I'm, if I'm him, I'm dreading tomorrow when you have to go in and watch film review because it's going to be him, the special teams coach, and that those six penalties on loop. Yeah, um, that's um, and if you saw their special team coach, he looked like a mean son of a bitch. I was like, no, but, oh, don't get him angry. I mean, all football I think all football coaches, when you get to this level, have to be somewhat of a mean son of a bitch. Yeah, but you look at some of them, like you look at um Winnipeg's coach, he just looks like a, a Dinwiddie? Jerk. No, no, not Dinwiddie. Uh, yeah, he um, no, uh, Michael no. Shea. Yeah, he just looks like a jerk. I, and I guess it goes back. <laughs> I'm laughing at Brandon, sorry. I'm, I have no idea what he's talking about. So he's talking about, he's talking about, you said top, like top thing an athlete has ever said. Um, Derek Lewis, an, uh, UFC fighter, MMA fighter, won a fight being interviewed by Joe. Just before that, he took off his pants. So Joe literally was walking around in just his boxers. And Joe's like, why'd you take off your pants? The response was, my balls was hot. <laughs> and Joe's, Joe Rogan's like, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, what else are you going to say? The guy's like six, seven, and it's like 180 pounds wide. 
Exactly. No, I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought there. Uh, Mike O'Shea just looks like a grumpy guy. Well, he looks like a jerk. He just looks like yeah. a, one of those guys that I think looks like a jerk. Um, but then you look at Dickinson. Dickinson doesn't isn't scary looking. Have you seen him yet? Nah. Yeah, he swears and he curses. He has a oh, you know, but you you know he's the type of guy. He's the, he's the he's the upbringing of Huffnagel and. Buono. So he's going into there and he's not just throwing a garbage can. He's pulling out all the garbage and throwing all the empty cans like at the walls behind the players. Then he takes the can and he throws it at one guy specifically. Like, did you know he's throwing things when he gets in the room where there's no cameras? But he has to because he doesn't have that intimidating look. Right? He tried to grow a little take bit a, of a goatee. Take a... I mean, he's an insane quarterback. Take, try to take a, a squished up bottle to the forehead from him because I'm sure he's throwing those. <laughs> Skipping them off players' heads. You're gonna st- you're gonna start behaving. That's funny. <laughs> Another okay. thing everyone's been waiting for. Well, CFL first, power. Oh, but first. But first, if people want to read our articles, where's a good to go, Jake? All good place for them to go would be HughSports.ca. You can check out all the articles we're posting, including. Today's article, talking about the Canucks and their way-too-early look at the opening roster. Uh, Tomorrow's article that's being posted at 10.30 Mountain Time of uh, the uh, Week 5 review. I had to see what week we're in. Yeah, Week 5 review. Easy for me to say. Um, Week 5 review and a look ahead to Week 6 with predictions from the old man. And myself. And I got it. I got it up before the game started this week. So well, to be I'm, fair, I'm now back. to be fair to you, you got the article up on the on the Friday, yes. and I was so wiped out on everything. I got your article up yesterday. Yeah. So I went All through and made good. a couple changes. I mean, I went up and made a couple changes because you were like only two days late, and I was like <laughs> only four days late. Um, <laughs> Did you really? Yes. Yeah, and then <laughs> on. On Wednesday, the day before the kickoff of the sixth uh, week in the CFL, the Hughes Sports Power Rankings for Week Five will be up there with an explanation for the results. Um, but so you them little... this, you're going to announce them today. I'm going to announce them right now. They're oh, not okay. going to get the explanation for them. I was like, I'm not waiting to Wednesday, until dude. Wednesday. Oh, I built I hit the wrong button. Don't be hitting that button. Um, so again, I think there's. Far- Four or five people watching. Let us know who you think should be number one. We do I have... am thinking number one should be Toronto. Yes, we have the He Sports Podcast saying Toronto should be number one. Um, Brandon Aldridge, I see here, doesn't watch football because the Elks are number one on Jake's power rankings, says him. Um, well, let's, let's start by disproving Brandon wrong here. In number ninth position, it's going to be a shocker to everyone because if it was no. up to me... I would have them in like 12th or 13th at this point, the Edmonton Elks. In the nine-team league. That's how bad they are. Coaching staff doesn't know what's what's going on. The the players don't know what's going on. Pretty sure the owners asleep at the wheel, so ninth place it is. You know who I feel bad for in Edmonton right now? The fans? The media. What media? I mean, how many times can you say we suck in different ways? I mean, the Canucks have been doing it for Canucks media has been doing it for 12 years. We, exactly. I, I, I have a couple pointers in eighth place and no movement. The Hamilton Tiger Cats. That's fair. Uh, despite winning, I don't think they, they beat a team that 
would move them above. Now, however, yeah. if with Mazzoli being out long-term, I was hoping it wasn't going to be long-term, it's very easily that the Red Blacks fall below the tie Cats, um, but time will tell. In seventh position, we have those Ottawa Red Blacks. Again, no movements uh, as this far. Um, again, again, I think the team... You could flip those two. It really wouldn't make a and, difference to me, and, but... And I can see the arguments. I just think... And again, this was written before finding out Mazzoli was out for the season. I was hoping it was going to be a one or week, one week or two week injury. Um, so again, lots of things always happening and it's constantly moving in, in the world of sports. In the sixth position, we have the Calgary Stampeders. They're just not good. Like uh, Jake Meyer They're just isn't the guy. Good. And I don't know if they have the guy on their roster. Not gonna argue because I would love to see Stevens get in as a season ticket holder and make things interesting. The kid looks amazing in his limited places, and maybe like again, you you've you've touted Dickinson and Huffnagel for being the guy, the quarterback guys. Maybe yeah. they know something we don't. Exactly. In position five, one of our only movers this week, the Montreal Alouettes. Um, coming off a defeat against the Lions, they did not look good. They didn't. Uh, penalties, penalties really, really messed them up. Um, and for that reason, I'm moving them down. Because in fourth position, and moving up a spot where I don't have an arrow up, and see, this is why I always have to double-check things before posting them, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I think they... I think the Rough Riders are a better team than the Montreal Alouettes, despite what the old man is shaking his head about. Um, I truly believe that the Alouettes are a... If they were in the West Division, they would be b below the, the Riders. I don't know. I mean, the Montreal uh, held Winnipeg to 17 points. Yep. Uh, yeah, we uh, Montreal, before going into this week, uh, only allowed 13 points per game. Montreal did. Yep. This week, they allowed 35 points because they were playing the best team in the league, in my opinion. But um, I, I could argue either way, How many I points guess. are they putting up? Yeah, you only let True in enough. 13 points, but you only can score three or seven yeah. or 11. True enough. Right? Like, you're, yeah, you're, you're finding you ways point. to win, but I don't think you're a good team. And yeah, I think that's. I mean, I could I could have argued either one. That's yep, yeah, and I'd be okay be with honest. that. In third spot, we have the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Again, they won, but they didn't win in convincing fashion like they have been the last few years. Well, then how could you put them above the top two teams? So um, don't show it yet. Nope. Uh, and I saw some um, Smurf Mafia's going off. Um, saying that if Winnipeg isn't second or first, there's something wrong with your power rankings. And I'm like, how can you do that? How can you even say that? You barely beat Calgary. Like, yeah, who... Wait, wait you, a second, let's scroll down here. Calgary. Yeah, sixth rank. Sixth rank. Even by my rankings, which you disagree with, BZ beat the fifth rank team. Or the fourth, if I if it was... Like, by yours, You know what I'm right? saying? And Toronto had a buy, so you can't, in my opinion, you can't really move Toronto in this too far in this position. No. So are you Toronto's putting still undefeated? So yeah. So in that, there in their minds, are you moving the BC down after a win, or are you moving um, 
are you moving the Argonauts down two positions after not playing and being the only undefeated team in the CFL? Can I go on a mini rant here? You can do whatever you want. It's how the I mean, it's my show, but I allow you to it. Fuck, if he was beside me, I'd kick his ass. How the hell can you allow in any schedule with nine teams that one team has two bye weeks in the first four weeks? Make that make sense. Come on, CFL, get your act together. No, I think it's the best thing for Toronto. Well, no, because now, I mean, now in the, for there's, what is there? uh, We're going into week six. Yeah. 13 weeks left. They only have one by now. Yeah. And look at the attendance Toronto gets on days that, uh, that are in the summer months. True enough. It's like BC. It's summers. We don't draw in the summer, right? It's, it's hard to draw in the summer. There's so much going on. And I mean, Calgary, I think there's a reason they played away from town this, this week. And it's not because, right. You know what I mean? Like there's looking at the schedules. It's not always. I just think it's dumb to give them two in the first four weeks. Cause it's, I mean, it's going to be a long stretch now. Their GM and owner approved it. They could have said, no, go back to the drawing Mm -hmm. board. Um, But so your top two between the BC Lions and the Toronto Argonauts. Now the BC Lions played this week. They played. Okay. They didn't play great. They didn't play lights out. They played good. They played good enough to win. Good. Yeah, and if if that team showed up to play Toronto, I don't think they're we winning. Would be in them, right? And that's what I'm basing it off of. I'm basing it off of how good was that Toronto team versus the BC Lions, yes. which is why I have Toronto in first. Yeah, and the BC Lions and you should. in second. Nope, totally um, agree. The again, I can't put a team that hasn't lost ahead of teams or behind teams that have lost. Yeah. And And, I mean, as it stands now, they're still the best in the league. Yeah. They, they, it's not simple. Do, when do, Oh, they haven't played anybody. Yes, they did. They played the second best team in the league. (laughs) When does Toronto play Winnipeg? Until the 29th of September. It's only, it's only one time. Oh, that's brutal. Why would they do that? I was hoping it'd be like in a couple weeks because then it would be like, okay, okay, Smurf Mafia, you, you can get shut up now. But- when does BC, uh, BC plays uh, Winnipeg again? Um, if my memory serves me correct, when I look this up, um, we play, Probably yeah, on huh? August, August 3rd. Yeah. Coming out of the pie. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, I mean, we play the Elks and then we play them. So, coming out so of the bye. Um, uh, so, yeah, we, I mean, two more games and we go back to in, back into Winnipeg. Yeah. That'll be a game to watch. You think? I think, BC, obviously, Winnipeg is going to be wanting to win, we'll oh, say. They're going to be ugly. Out is going to be insane. Yep. Smurf Mafia is going to be unleashed like we've never seen it. I think it would be a lot of fun. If I'm if I'm the Lions, I'm poking that bear. Oh, wholeheartedly. I'm poking the Smurf. I want Smurf blood on my hands. Again, I think, and I think this is where the CFL really misses out on things and just making it an event and making it 
yeah, last time you came into our place and we put you in your place. We're walking into you. What are you going to do? And TSN will do, TSN will do this much. But if I'm the BC yeah. Lions uh, media team and Omar Doman is, has a background in tech, he should be the one spearheading this. They should be going, like getting everything ready now. Yes. You have a bye week. You don't have much content. Start building it now. And then as soon yeah. as you, as soon as the Elks game is over, you start posting. Why not? Build it. Because yes. you know what? That's going to, like, don't get me wrong. Winnipeg's going to sell out no matter what. Can we give them the rights to use Smurf Mafia and we can do all kinds of fun stuff with the BC Lions and Smurf Mafia? I mean, I'm sure we can get in contact with someone. Yeah. Let's do it. Sure Maybe can. I'll just start tweeting um, and tagging at BC how much, Lions. How much do you think, how much you think a, uh, a billboard would cost in, in, in Winnipeg right by the stadium? Oh, wouldn't that be fun to put the Smurf be Mafia? Like, be like, what, a couple hundred bucks for a week? be hilarious all i'm saying is keep your eyes open folks i don't keep your eyes open don't look at me for anything i'm a broke college kid man who's 30 years old college kid i don't know if i've I've called myself a broke college kid for like the last 10 years and it's gotten away with it at some point or other it's gonna catch up okay so that is jake's Power rankings for week five. Again. Going into week six. Tell so, me. Prediction for week six. Well, tell me where I got it wrong. Tell me Tell me I'm an idiot. Tell me something about these. Tell me when I'm I lying. Think, because I think you're full of if you think I'm lying. He's riding the college wave, Brandon says. <laughs> Going in to week six, because we just keep Hold going on. over time. Oh. Hold on. Hold Brandon, on. that wave crashed a long time ago. Wow. Okay, carry. Going into week six, we have Hamilton at Edmonton to start the week in um, in Edmonton. You have chosen the Hamilton. Ty Cats to win. I, on the other hand, was expecting an announcement today. And I'm sticking by what I'm doing, and I'm picking the elk. Be- because? Because I think someone's getting fired or someone's not showing up to game day on uh, Thursday. I know you it's a short think, week. You think Chris Jones is not going to show up? No, 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 no. I think it's going to be the offensive coordinator who's getting the, the axe. You think Chris Jones will, Chris Jones will take over. going into Tuesday. We're going yep. into Tuesday, and you honestly think they're going to fire their freaking offensive coordinator when they have a game on Thursday? Yeah. Not happening for this game. Have, have you seen how the Elk run things? True enough. True enough. They probably, fired, they probably fired him and forgot to put out the press release. <laughs> on Friday, we have Toronto going into Montreal, and the old man, I think, was feeling pretty good on something when he made his pick here because he uh, picked. I'm picking the upset on this one. I don't know why. I think for Jared out, it just came to me. I don't know if it's the, the medium kicking, but I'm taking Montreal. I'm thinking Toronto's due for a down. And I think for Jardo is going to um, be on fire. You're taking a team that's coming off a Sunday game that's playing again on Friday, so a shorter week against a team that has pro- probably by far the highest ceiling of a quarterback 
coming off a bye week in Toronto. Wow, I, I can't wait to catch up this week because I took Toronto. I think you're insane for taking Montreal. This is this is the one time where I'm looking at you and I'm like, what are what decisions have you been smoking? It was really funny because when I made that pick, I was like, Jake is going to be all over this one. It's going to be fun. I literally, I saw it and I was like, I for the first two, I have to go against you because it's insane. For the record, if uh, Brandon's right, average cost of the billboard is eight hundred to five thousand. We won't be getting a billboard. Wait, now is that is that is that a is that how for a month? We, how about we get a lawn sign? No, I can, we we can do one of those. It's a new sports <laughs> podcast on a budget. Um, Winnipeg. Speaking of the Smurf Mafia, is going into Ottawa on the fifteenth because we have a double header on Saturday. Yes. Three days of football instead of four, and the old man's all excited about it. I don't get why this week we decided to go down to a Saturday doubleheader. But either way, we have Winnipeg at Ottawa. I took and Winnipeg, obviously. Both, I think this one's going to be the honor. This is you. You mentioned that in your article that I uh, that I skimmed through to edit your typos. Um, yeah, I don't think Winnipeg's going to have a hard time. Um, but I've been so shocked before with these types of games where Winnipeg could think they have it in the bag and. Ottawa makes a game of it. Don't the get last me wrong. Game, I would actually love it if Ottawa oh, won, but I don't see it, but anything's possible. Yes. Anything's possible to CFL. And our late game on Saturday, Calgary going into Saskatchewan, another battle of the I I think they're great coaches, but one upmanship contest between these two brothers because last time we saw a bunch of dumb decisions. Which decision do you think? The Dickensons. Which, which Dickinson do you think makes the decisions to win? I think I took the stamps on this one. You did. You did, did take Dave Dickinson's team on this one. And, and the Calgary Stampeders. I also think this one is going to be a better game than most people anticipate. When you look at these two teams' records, it doesn't really show how close they are to each other. Um, Calgary 1-3, Saskatchewan 3-1. and one. Um, if not well, for I'm... some stupid freaking ball play calling, Calgary wins yep. that game. So then they're both basically could be two and two. Yeah, um, exactly. So I think even though it's one and three and three and one, they're very close to each other as far as where they are in their development of the rebuild on both teams. I honestly think this could turn out to be a, the game to watch of the of the weekend. Well, in last game, these guys played went into overtime. Despite bad call decision, it still came down to the final play at the last second. And it was, it was still a fun an exciting game to game. watch. I mean, mainly because the, both Dickinsons decided to be dum-dums. But it was a fun half to watch. The first, first half was boring. It was a fun oh, I didn't half watch the first to watch. Half. I didn't watch the first half. I took yeah. a nap through the first half last time. I remember this now. I was at the game. The first half was boring. <laughs> but, and again, <clears throat> Calgary playing on the road. I wonder why that is. If you're wondering, it's because Calgary Stampede is going on and they would draw a total attendance of 25 people. Yeah. And the old man would be. Um, yeah, that's the breakdown for week six. We keep doing this. We're keep being like, we don't got much to talk about. How are we going to fill an hour and go an hour and a half, hour 20? Well, if you wouldn't have spent 20 minutes telling a drunken story, we wouldn't have gone overtime. Off, but no, you had to spend 20 freaking minutes talking about how drunk you got. How drunk you got me. Your decision, not mine. 
oh, I twisted your arm and made you drink those drinks. I mean, I'm not, I'm not an asshole. I'm not going to let someone buy me a drink and I'm not going to drink it. <laughs> Mama ain't raised no bitch. It was a good night. It was, it was not a good, a good morning. It was a great morning. I felt fine. Shut up. I mean, I was sick, but I wasn't like, say, like, you know, throwing up or anything. Who would, That's good. Who would be like that? I don't know. But that is our show for the week of July 10th. Again, check us out on hughesports.ca. Check the old man out and his other line of work at Cavalli Channeling, as well as his work on The Rod Peterson Show, which airs Monday to Friday, 9 a.m. Pacific to 11 a.m. Pacific. I had to do the math on that, right? (laughs) (laughs) One hour difference really screws me up. Um, We appreciate you guys chiming in and talking, even if your name is Brandon um, and your your comments are ridiculous and insane. Check us. We will be out here next week. I'm trying to think. Next week we'll be here live. There's no issues. Why? Why is my brain saying there's an issue next Monday? I don't know. I don't. I don't think, think there's really, an but... issue next Monday. But we will. Yeah. You check us out again. I'm. Uh, you can catch me tomorrow on stream at Twitch. Twitch.tv/slash/j streams here. J E H streams here. Um, I'll be playing some NHL with some of the boys. Um, check me out on Twitter. Uh, threads, Instagram, everything J streams. Um, the old man is all over the place with his tagging, so I can't give you all that. But check out the Hughes Sports Twitter and Hughes Sports on Facebook. We're posting all sorts of fun updates. Do you have anything awesome. else to add, old man? Huh? I said, do you have anything else to add, old man? Pardon me? Do you have anything <laughs> else to add? And with that, my friends, have yourself one hell of a week and enjoy the CFL because boy it's the game to watch